And just like that, it's Friday the 13th, August 13th, though that doesn't seem nearly as scary as it once did. There are many frightening things in the world, but there's no need for despair. Arm yourself with information about what's coming in the future, and that's one reason why I keep on producing Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, or perhaps I've been kidnapped by the ghost, Ton Subs, here to shed some light, no matter which one I am. On today's show, Albemarle County is looking for a consultant to help update their zoning code. The Charlottesville Planning Commission gets an update on the Seville Plans Together initiative, and the University of Virginia Health System plans to increase the number of opportunities for people to get vaccinated. In today's Patreon-fueled shout-out, what's your perfect holiday weekend in Charlottesville? Is it hanging with friends outside? Great live music? Maybe breaking a Guinness World Record? Well, if so, then mark your calendar for WTJU 91.1 FM's Free Fall Music Festival, Saturday, September 4th, starting at 3 p.m. at Ix Art Park. Live performances by Zuzu's Hot Five, Susie and the Pistols, and Good Dog Nigel will attempt to form the world's largest human music note at 7.30 p.m., plus a hot dog and veggie dog cookout for our whole community. Find out more at WTJU.net. The Virginia Department of Health reports 2,270 new cases of COVID-19 today, the third straight day with one-day totals in excess of 2,000. The percent positivity has increased to 7.7%. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are 37 new cases today, and the percent positivity is at 4.6%. The VDH reports about 245,000 new cases of COVID since January 14th, and of that amount, 98.34% of cases were in people not fully vaccinated. Of 2,838 deaths recorded since then, that figure is 98.17%. In Albemarle County, 73.2% of adults are fully vaccinated, or 63.6% of the total population. In Charlottesville, 61.8% of adults are fully vaccinated, or 54% of the total population. The outlying counties have slightly lower rates. For example, in Louisa County, 54.4% of adults are fully vaccinated, and only 45.5% of the total population is so. The University of Virginia Health System has announced they will make vaccines available in their outpatient pharmacies by appointment, weekdays between 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Justin Vesser has helped lead the health system's vaccination efforts. So we're at this time when, uh, you know, we, we sincerely hope that everyone makes the decision to become vaccinated. And uh, there's a lot changing on the vaccine front and a lot changing on the COVID front with the Delta variant and, and the current surge that we're in. These are in addition to the vaccinations at the COVID clinic. Uh, we have uh, community pharmacies that are UVA pharmacies in Zion Crossroads. Uh, we have them in Fishersville. Uh, we have one at our UVA Cancer Center in Pantops, uh, one in the UVA bookstore and one at the student health clinic uh, for on the UVA campus. Masks are now required indoors at all public schools in Virginia per a public health emergency order issued yesterday by Governor Ralph Northam. 
Even though the state of emergency has elapsed, the public health emergency is still in place. One whereas clause in the order points out that children under the age of 12 are not eligible for a vaccine yet. You can read the others in the newsletter. Exceptions will be made for anyone eating or drinking, exercising, for participation in religious rituals, and for those with health conditions that prevent wearing a mask. The U.S. Census Bureau has released population and demographic data from the tally in 2020. According to the count, Charlottesville officially has 46,553 people, a 7.08% increase from 2010. Albemarle's population is 112,395. That's a 13.56% increase since 2010. Louisa County's population increased by 13.4% to 37,596. Green increased 11.68% to 20,552. And Fluvanna grew 6.06% to 27,249. Nelson County's population shrank by 1.63% to 14,775. Overall, the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission area increased in population by 10.4% to 259,120. Virginia, as a whole, has an official population of just over 8.6 million, a 7.9% increase since 2010. There are 218.6 people per square mile. Charlottesville has a density of 4,544 people per square mile. And that figure is 156 people per square mile in Albemarle County. A major purpose of the census is to allocate seats in the U.S. House of Representatives, Virginia will continue to have 11 members in that body. Albemarle County is looking for a consultant to help update its zoning ordinance. On Tuesday, Planning Director Charles Rapp hosted a briefing for representatives of firms interested in doing the work. The zoning ordinance is, you know, exceeds probably 30, 40 years of life uh, and is in need of an update. The chosen firm will enter into a multi-year contract to do the work in phases. We have an initial phase outlined in this RFP that focuses on uh, zoning district land use clarification and setbacks uh, as kind of the first two sections. Subsequent phases will be undertaken as Albemarle begins to update its comprehensive plan. So as we finish sections of the comprehensive plan, we will identify sections of the zoning ordinance that correspond with that topic. So. Um, an easy one to talk about is natural resource planning. Um, and so zoning ordinances that might relate to natural resources would be landscaping, lighting, stream buffers, kind of all that type of stuff. Back to that first phase. Rapp said this would be an update to transition toward a more modern zoning code that is easier to use and better organized. We would like to get a consultant on board um, in, by October. A second request for proposals will be released soon for a consultant to work on the county's comprehensive plan. After this brief break, catching up with the Charlottesville Planning Commission.
You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. In this subscriber-supported public service announcement, over the course of the pandemic, the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society has provided hours and hours of interviews, presentations, and discussions about interpretations and recollections of the past. All of this is available for you to watch for free on the Historical Society's YouTube channel. There are several appearances from all kinds of people, including myself. There's one from Jordi Yeager on Mapping Seville. And there's all sorts of other stuff that you should take a look at in the YouTube channel. There's a link in the newsletter. For the rest of the show today, the Charlottesville Planning Commission, who met for their regular meeting in August on Tuesday. They'll have two work sessions coming up later this month, and the agenda for Tuesday's meeting was relatively light. As always, the meeting began with updates from commissioners, including the non-voting representative from the University of Virginia, Bill Palmer. I don't have a whole lot to report other than just the um, just a reminder that, that fall semester starts on August 24th, and we'll be in pretty full swing around grounds probably starting next week because first years are coming back for orientation and all that. Commissioner Rory Stolzenberg noted the finalization earlier this month of a key global update of how the entire world's climate is changing. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has released the first part of its uh, sixth assessment report. Um, So most of the stuff in there is bad news. Uh, Some of it is tentatively possibly good news if we act on it. Um, And I would encourage all of you to read it. Stolzenberg said the report shows the global temperature will likely continue to rise above the 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming, considered to be an important threshold. Efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions across the globe are intended to keep that number lower. Um, And we're most likely looking at three degrees or more um, unless we see a very significant reduction uh, in greenhouse gas emissions. Stolzenberg said the good news is that if the world can get to net zero emissions, temperatures could eventually begin to go down. James Grove, an associate professor in the Department of Engineering and Society at the University of Virginia, spoke about the report during Matters from the Public. He said this was the first update from the IPCC since 2013. Uh, Without surprise, the report states that our lifestyles are dangerously eroding the natural world around us setting the stage for increasingly difficult living conditions for everyone and everything. Groves said he hopes the city's comprehensive plan will have specific recommendations related to climate change, such as recommending specific financing mechanisms to replace heating and cooling systems. Uh, Investments in sustainable sustainability solutions like CPACE financing, a green bank, and micro-mobility solutions could put critical dollars in the pockets of our most needy neighbors year after year while stabilizing the climate for all of us. Speaking of the Charlottesville Comprehensive Plan, the firm Roadside and Harwell updated the City Planning Commission on the next steps for the Seville Plans Together initiative. In February of 2019, a previous council opted to spend nearly a million dollars on a firm to complete the Comprehensive Plan, rewrite the zoning code, and adopt an affordable housing plan. That last step was completed in March. Jennifer Koch is with Roadside and Harwell. 
what we've heard from you all is that you'd like to see us um, have a comprehensive plan to council this year. The consultant team continues to review the feedback submitted this spring in a six-week public input window on the future land use map and some of the draft chapters of the comprehensive plan update. This will all be discussed at an upcoming work session on August 31st. We'll come to you with what we're proposing as some adjustments to the future land use map and the land use urban form and historic cultural preservation chapter to respond to what we heard. Planning Commission Chair Hosea Mitchell said he thinks it is crucial to get a plan for the current city council to vote on before the end of 2021. Slippage is uh, not an option. Um, we did not want to have to educate a new council. If it slips, we could be looking at another couple of years. More to come on this topic in the near future. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, one done under the duress of a broken voice. There were reasons for that which I can either explain or just leave as a mystery. I think I'm going to leave it as a mystery. What's not a mystery is how this program is funded. You can either help with that by subscribing through Substack at $5 a month, $50 a year, $200 a year. The company Ting will match that, um, which is great because it keeps me going and it keeps me looking at these things each and every day, which is what I'm here for. As I said at the top of the program, I'm here to shed light on what's happening, basically to get as many people information about the things that are going on in the hopes that we can maybe get some of these plans to actually get us to some of the outcomes we'd like to see. I am Sean Tubbs. I will be back, hopefully, with a much better voice that allows me the full vocal range that I generally have. Actually, it got better towards the end here, but um, uh, but yeah, but uh, but seriously, don't let me sing and don't let me sing in public again. It sounds a little like this. And for $10 a month through Patreon, you might get some of those in the near future. Uh, I have a whole recording history that probably should stay behind a paywall. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host. I'll be back on Monday with another installment. In the meantime, we're going to look ahead at the week ahead on Sunday. Thanks again. We'll see you soon.